This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Another one. We the best. I'm out. Uh, cause you're like, oh yeah, you're the fucking beaver. Uh, you're like poop, but worse. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. <laughs> you know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. Atkins' threat of breaking arms was the reality of the Deacon Jones head slap. The head slap was to do two purposes. One was to give myself an initial head start on the pass rush. In other words, a extra step. Because anytime you go upside a man's head or a woman, then they have a tendency to blink their eyes or close their eyes, and that was all I needed. Hey there, everybody. This is Derek Johnson along with my co-host, Joey Dangerously and Willie Duke. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Saturday morning as we record this. Uh, we've got a few things lined up here. Uh, Dr. Willie Doog is in the house. He's going to give us a, a temperature check on the Pac-12. Uh, rumor has it Joey Dangerously is going to give a detailed breakdown of the David Batts era at Washington. And at the behest of the knowledge, I actually did work the phones and reached out to a couple of contacts yesterday while waiting in line at the ferry. And uh, we got a little bit of a new read on the Husky football and the UW Athletic Department, and, and we'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes here, but uh, to kick things off today, we will turn to the good doctor, Willie Doog. Willie, what's your uh, temperature check on the uh, Pac-12? Well, as the forever shitty John Wilner, uh, I'm the authority on this matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, it's not good. Uh, I think all you need to come up with is Jaden Rashada, who's like the the West, the top West Coast quarterback at, uh, this year in their recruiting class. He has like a top five. There's not. He's from the Bay oh. Area. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a single Pac-12. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I hate interrupting you. But we forgot yeah, but, one thing about uh, the knowledge. He wanted us to open the podcast like we were drunk. So well, I'm hungover. So there we go. Yeah. I just cracked a can of Schlitt. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. I might I might still be drunk from the night before. Uh, totally unplanned. I ended up at the only bar in fucking Clear Lake, Washington, for some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry but, to interrupt. Uh, though. go ahead. No, yeah, we could we can interrupt. Uh, no, there's the uh, a five star quarterback uh, from the Bay Area, and he has the top five, and it's all SEC schools. I think it may be Clemson, and not a single Pac-12 school. That's all you need to know. Uh, I think all you need to know what the Pac-12 is, Kyle Whittingham in Utah may fucking run the Pac-12 for the foreseeable future just because they care. Uh, that, that, that's my big statement, uh, though I do have faith in USC. Uh, the Pac-12 is interesting. I, I think it's never been worse. Uh, and the two schools that are, are doing well in recruiting are the two schools that just write checks, but I I think Utah, there's a chance that Utah could become the Boise State of the Pac-12 for what Boise State is to the, to the Mountain West of just, like, these guys care. And uh, I love modern culture and the modern college football so much where it was like Utah beat Oregon in a way I've never seen, it, like, interconference teams beat other teams, like, twice in three weeks and then – like, I'm like, that's it. Like, no one is ever going to go to Oregon again with the way Utah beat Oregon. It's like, no, we're, we're still going to go to Oregon. Like, what? Like, did, I don't think people even watch games. This is me. I, I'm all over the place. Uh, 
But uh, I, I think Utah might run the Pac-12 just because they care. They have some semblance of coaching, and they're going to get good enough players to develop. They have a system, but they're not going to get guys who are like, I'm only going to the school because they are paying me. Uh, and that yeah. might work. They're going to – Utah maybe – my, my – my uh, condensed version of what I'm saying is Utah might become the Boise State of the Pac-12. I think that that's a reasonable thing, and 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 uh, there there seems to be just a real regimented uh, discipline down there that seems to be lacking everywhere else in the conference, um, aside from maybe Stanford of three or four years ago or something. But um, but I think USC. That seems to me that once it just it's a matter of time for them to just build up their offensive line. And I don't know if that's going to take two years or three years or whatever, but they're, they are going to have the great skill position players for sure going forward now. And it's just a matter of, do they get adequate coaching and a strong offensive line? And then it will be, it'll be Utah and USC. And then we don't, Oregon's probably a dark horse, but you know, you don't know what to expect from them with the, with the landing down there. So I'm sure they'll at least be adequate. Yeah, I mean, the whole conference is a question mark. Uh, USC, I mean, they finally, after, what, like 13 years, got a, hired a coach who makes sense. Uh, so, I mean, it, it also could be possible at USC as of, like, you know, September 3rd or whenever the games start, USC could be a powerhouse. I mean, Oregon, it, it's possible that Oregon be good. I mean, at some point uh, – you know, you have to, or I just feel like the universe, Oregon has rolled so many dice at some point, and they've all fucking worked out with no logic to why it works out. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to fuck up, and I feel like, okay, this could finally be uh, the fuck up of hiring a guy who's like my age, who uh, acts like a fucking 12-year-old, uh, who is like a guy from Missouri who's like, just has nothing, but yeah, I just assume everything works out for them until it doesn't, and nothing works out for Washington or USC. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think there's anything coming out of the Bay Area schools, UCLA. I think Oregon State forever with Jonathan Smith is going to be 7-5 and five for the rest of eternity. Uh, I think WSU at best is going to be, you know, 7-5, and 6-6. Six and six. The Arizona schools are fucked. Uh uh, and they really Colorado, are. Yeah, Colorado might have – I'm waiting for Colorado to quit football. Uh, and then Utah – I think Utah is the right convergence of they want it, they're willing to – quietly they will take the sketchiest people uh, in the conference every year other than Oregon. Um, they want it. They're willing to look the other way with character issues. Uh, they got a coach who you kind of just – Waited out on waited out unlike Peterson, who could have been like, you know, I'm going to wait it out till the rest of the conference falls apart, and then I'm just going to fucking run it. Uh, even though when it was that peak, I was always the fucking fifth best coach. Uh, and they're tough, uh, and they develop offensive and defensive linemen. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's basically the conference temperature check. Um, and, and Joey, uh, I want to bring up a couple of things, and then and then uh, wrangle you into this part of the discussion here. But uh, September third, Oregon at Georgia, and then September seventeenth, BYU at Oregon. It is conceivable that Oregon could start the year one and two. But uh, what's your response to either that or anything that Wooly just said? Uh, I, how many how many people did Georgia lose off their team? This year, the, was the entire like, fucking team. Yeah, was it like seven, seventeen players are on NFL rosters right now, or something like? Um, it's again. Yeah, uh, you rolled. Uh, Oregon rolled the dice again. Got fucking you know, fucking didn't crap out. Some somehow get get the team you know on the down, down, uh, downswing. Um, now, hang on just a second. <laughs> what? It's what? not like they're scheduled to play San Jose. I mean, <laughs> I no, hear what but... you're saying, but it's the defending <laughs> national champion on the road. 
And you're acting no. like they scheduled themselves a, a bye. <laughs> no, but it's like... I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's like... It's like they, they, they can go down there and, like... And, and make it... Make it interesting, although I, although I, like I've said before, they don't have a fucking quarterback. Um, like they, 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 they're in just as much of a quarterback purgatory as Washington's in. They're just as, but I mean, would you take Bo Nix over uh, Michael Penix? I don't think so. No, Bo Nix sucks. <laughs> fucking, they got Bo Nix to transfer up here, and he's. Potentially is the starter. So I'm, you know, um, yeah, I know I said two different things like they could go win the game down there and, and, and their quarterback sucks. But, uh, well, I mean, leave it, leave it to Oregon that they, you know, they they schedule the I, right year to play. Expect, did anybody expect to Georgia team? <laughs> did anybody expect them to go to Columbus and win? I mean, no. we were saying it. The week before when Ohio State played Minnesota, and I feel like they were going to lose to Minnesota, then Minnesota's running back got hurt. I was like, and C.J. Stroud was not ready to play a big game. It was like, oh, shit. Like, but if they would have gotten yeah. – it was the same thing. The year before, Ohio State would have put, like, 84 points on them, but Ohio State was, like, not ready early in the season because their quarterback wasn't ready, and their whole, t- their whole roster, like, graduated – same thing. Their whole roster went to the NFL, and you're like – the team that was in the Rose Bowl in 2018 from Ohio State, or the Ohio State team the year before, would have won that game like 84-14, to 14, but it was like their whole entire roster was gone. Same thing with Auburn. Like Auburn, uh, uh, the Husky team that played the Auburn team, like and if they had fucking Bo Nix instead of Jarrett Stidham, like the Huskies win that game like 35-10, to like 10, but they had Jarrett Stidham, and then Oregon got them with Bo Nix. Uh, Bo Nick, and it's like in his first game ever, and you're like, how how does this happen? Keep happening, and they still fucking lost. No, we would be uh, ahead twenty one to ten. We'd be down at the Auburn two, and then we would uh, <laughs> we'd run option right with Jake Browning, and uh, the ball would be fumbled away and picked up and scoop and scored, and that would turn the whole tide. So one of these fired, days, Google uh, fired. What's his name then? Hamden. Hamden. Well, you, you only it only got worse from there. It did, yeah. There is a chance that you know if Pete might Peterson might have been in the headphone and changed that play. You never know. That happens sometimes. Yeah. But um, uh, I, so, I, I, <laughs> one of these days, Dougals will tell the story of how his life spiraled out of control after that play in that game. So, true story, but. Um, yeah, so B- BYU at Oregon, that's that's going to be a pretty pretty fucking good game. After, yes. Uh, whatever, whatever you find out, you know, down in Georgia or whatever, and, yeah, I mean, BYU and their 27-year-old O-lineman going to be ready to rumble in Eugene. <laughs> uh, so what, one thing Wooly Duke and I were talking about last night is uh, – I think uh, Oregon State did, uh, was it was it a JC running back they got to commit or um, some some guy somebody from Texas I think Wooly Dude was bringing it up last night true freshman yeah true freshman that Oregon State got from Texas or whatever and he's like he's like six one two thirty and. Uh, mm. He's he's gonna go to Oregon State. He's gonna break every single fucking national record, uh, just because that's what Oregon State does with running backs. And we we're like, we we're like the Huskies could get that guy, but we get uh, Caleb Barry gone. <laughs> we get Tavion Sunday or whatever, uh, who's just gonna be swimming in deep waters. Um, and then Megwa, who's transferred out. Like, th- those are the running backs we get out of Texas that, that just don't work. <clears throat> Somehow we yep. just go just go write a check to this, this running back Oregon State guy. 
I, I, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what to say. <clears throat> you know, and as we'll get, we'll get to in a few minutes, you know, we have the money to uh, buy out Jimmy Lake's contract, but we don't have the money to do do anything with NIL. So, no, uh, no, we just, uh, we just, um, they just hired a new baseball coach yesterday, and it was just uh, like their their old pitching coach that uh, went to. Uh, Arizona State for a year and then went to LSU for a year and he's mainly just been a pitching coach for you know 20 years I mean they 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 uh the Oregon State head baseball coach is is uh making half the salary their you know their uh their baseball coach was making and uh they all they had to do was just double that guy's salary so Oregon State's got a machine in, as far as baseball goes, but the program doesn't give a shit. They're just like, oh, we like this pitching coach, you know, that was here for seven or eight years but never got fucking promoted to go to head coach anywhere small, you know, like like a Cal Poly school or something, you know, a UC Davis. Like never got promoted to be a, pitch, to be a head, uh, you know, a manager somewhere. Uh, so we'll just hire. We'll just hire him. So uh, that's well, our that's our athletic program. I mean, while I I totally understand what you're driving at, there is that something that really bothers you when it comes to the baseball program? No, I just. <laughs> I, and I'm I not mean, trying to be funny, but <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about it last night. It's like you know, there's footballs like way the fuck up here, and then you know, men's basketball is like lower than that, and then everything else is like, you know, way down, you know, uh, way down below everything else. But but it's just one little, you know, one little glimpse of the program. Like there. The, he he retired like what a week ago or two weeks ago, and they were you know they they don't even go in like some major search and and they just hire they just took she just took an easy hire like an easy you know easy way out unless nobody wants the fucking job I don't know. Well, it's yeah, almost like she's just. It's like she's sitting in a recliner. This might be a horrible example. She just wants to hit the remote instead of, you know, get up and change. It's a stupid example, but I, everything feels half-assed and and, and half-baked, and, and there's no due diligence with, with, uh, with these hires, so. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I, like I said, I don't know what the hiring process was for, you know, for that, but it just seems like it was, you know, didn't take. Well, I'm thinking big... about Jimmy Lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking just, about us. Just we threw easy and convenient, and we completely, you know, Hopkins had a good first year, and then we like completely rewrote his contract with a big, huge thing, and and then he, uh, you know, you had arguably the greatest freshman uh, in the in the country, right? And Stewart. And we can't even uh, we can't even reach the NIT. Sure. I mean yeah. those those stories are legion going all the way back to the Romar years. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I can't imagine trying to be a, a passionate follower of Husky basketball and seeing this this uh, shit show. I feel like this whole podcast is descending into one big negative bitch bitch session again. <laughs> but um, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. So, and the recruiting, uh, it, it's just something we've harped on several episodes in a row. The recruiting is just like, it's almost, it's almost worse when you hear recruiting news because it's so antithetical to what you want to hear in terms of like, why, why aren't we even like one of you said during the last episode, it's like, why aren't we even competing with Cal and with some of these people? We're competing with yeah, big well, sky teams and stuff. So I we did, you know, we got, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I thought, I mean, clearly we're not competing with Oregon state because I thought Joey said that Oregon state baseball team had, had signed machine from the movie eight millimeter. So uh, they, they had machines. 
So, uh, should we should we roll into uh, to my little conversations from yesterday or? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Joey, did you? Okay, I didn't know if Joey had more to say, but. No, hey, hold hold so, on a sec. Hold on a sec. There. Cracking one open. <laughs> that ought to hold the knowledge for a while then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, how do we? Hey, eight, how do we do? Eight millimeter un- underrated movie. <laughs> And then uh, is this where we uh, we mimic the season is over and we start playing uh, It's Raining Men in the background while we talk football and get more and more drunk? I mean, it's a, it's a positive song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, I think it was, again, the knowledge is getting all these shout-outs, but I think he was the one that posted the other day about uh, I, I ended up responding that I was going to work the phones or whatever. I don't remember what he said. I'll need to go over there and check it out. So I'm sitting in line at the the ferry, and I I just missed one ferry, so I had uh, I was like two cars from from getting on. So then I had to wait a whole other cycle and sitting there and waiting. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I work the phone? So I reached out to a couple people that I hadn't spoke to since before COVID, um, and uh, you know, and I I knew that they were like pro Jen Cohen, so I didn't know how they would be responding since I. You know, I have not hidden my disdain for Jen Cohen and what's going on. Um, and so it's not like I learned a ton, but I heard some things. Uh, so uh, Jen's, Jen Cohen's job security is very high. Um, there's no meaningful pressure, according to what they were telling me. Uh, she has the strong backing of a key member of the Nordstrom family. Uh, this particular member of the Nordstrom family is the one who cut a check for $10 million to pay off Jimmy Lake. Um, and it basically, uh, you know, gave uh, Cohen, uh, got her off the hook or get, got her a get out of jail free card, so to speak. Um, and looking back, I failed to ask uh, why the Nordstrom person isn't helping fund NIL or, or uh, you know, the coaches' salaries when we went looking for a new head coach. I can certainly follow up and see, or maybe someone could ask uh, Sonics 1993 or whatever. But um, both the people I talked to really like DeBoer personally, uh, but one of them said, uh, but I really like Jimmy Lake too, so what the hell is that worth? Um, They view the Fresno roots as a good anecdote to like the woke liberal UW culture that we have going on. one of them, these are their words. <laughs> they said they expressed some concern. What do they mean? I'm sorry. What do they mean by that? The, the Fresno, the Fresno roots. Yeah, they're coming from Fresno, so they're like it was. You know, they're like a, a two-fisted, in-your-face, tough kind of thing. So they thought that was a nice anecdote. To, instead of having someone in there, like uh, again, not my oh. words, but it was like a, a, a candy ass, like Peterson. Those are not my words. Um. I don't. I don't view Peterson as a candy ass. Um, no, neither do I. But, um, again, these are not my words. One of them was saying you expressed concern that several coaches on the staff were fat fucks. Um, and he, he, he said he he wants to see assistant coaches that are lean and tough, and not walking around with a gut. Again, not my not my words. Um, say that to Chuck Morrell's face. Goddamn. <laughs> Let's see. There's just a little bit more. But both both the people I was talking to like Jen Cohen personally. They both feel like she has been good to them. Um, that they both view her as a complete disaster as an athletic director. Um, and then one of them is, was saying something that we've been saying for 10 years at the university, again, their words, the university athletic department is being run by children who don't understand how the real world works. And, uh, <laughs> and then, but we've been saying that forever. Or I've been saying that for about 10 years or 12 years, but, um, and then one guy, uh, one of them, just hates the fact that Peter still, Peterson's running NIL and still has his fingers in the pie and that his, 
um, trying to remember exactly how he phrased it. Basically, all that hook and ladder, chicken shit, bullshit that beat Oklahoma 30 years ago that doesn't fly in the Pac-12 and get the fuck out of here is basically what that was. So, um, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, in the day and age of, uh, you know, diversity and inclusion and, you know, titles and you got to check all these boxes. I mean, eventually, drunk hick is going to come up, uh, and I'll get my phone call to be summoned to the UW Athletic Department. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> and then what would be your first move? <laughs> uh, no clue. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, remember, I don't know if you guys ever listened to the old uh, Husky Half Brain podcast from years ago, but iDog and Race Bannon were talking one time, and they were kind of just fantasizing out loud about what it would be like if Don James was brought in to be the athletic director. And uh, it would just be, they said it would be a parade of people going through the door, heading out the door with all their belongings and cardboard boxes and um <laughs> <laughs> they said even the guy that the person that runs GoHuskies.com, pack your desk up, get the hell out of here, you know this kind of thing. So they had a nice, it was a funny thing, and that was probably 2008 or 2009, 2008 I think it was. So, was so anyways, <laughs> so any any hopes that Cohen is going anywhere or that she's feeling any heat? Um, uh, based on who I reached out to there, there's absolutely no pressure whatsoever. So, Like we say, no. Yep. So, no, I don't, I don't see, I don't see no, no change coming. Nothing. So. No, I mean, we could go, we could go another four and eight again. We won't, but we could go four and eight and, and nothing's going to change. So, yeah. So, I guess I'll just echo what I've said in previous episodes. This whole thing boils down to can De- DeBoer really coach these guys up, and can Michael Penix be the conference player of the year offensively? And and that's that's our only hope. So, and we fall again. If we fall behind again this year, then it's it might already be over, and we're just sitting here deluding ourselves or whatever. But um, if we have any hope beginning. There's a world that exists out there where if this offensive scheme is, you know, as good as we're hoping or thinking it is, then any one of the three quarterbacks could be successful. So, um, oh, there was. I didn't write this down. There was one more thing. There was a. There was a little bit of um, disdain, not towards not towards Sam Heward. But towards both the, his dad and his uncle, um, and the and the fact that that Sam Heward, it, we've talked about this, is that Sam Heward's kind of being played up in the media almost like he's a starting quarterback, and yet he's a third stringer that hasn't done anything. So, right. So there's a there was a little bit of that too. Was there anything about Mike Webster shocking himself with a taser in his truck? <laughs> I haven't even heard about that. So uh, that's what we. That's what you. I'll that's what you are as, as a Husky fan. You're Mike Webster in his fucking truck, shocking yourself with a cattle prod or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Thinking about the old days, fucking blown out. Sad story. That's all we're doing right here. Is that he? Is that how he killed himself? Uh, I don't know. I, I watched that Will Smith ah. movie where he. Had, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Mike Webster committed suicide. I think, I think he, he just, just deteriorated. I think he just yeah. There was uh Hush. there was the other there was the other um I think it was he was a Steelers D lineman that Justin Strelchick or whatever. That was a fucking that was a fucking crazy story, but not Mike Webster. This is really weird. 
No, I was Googling Mike Webster death, and then the first thing that comes up is about Marion Barber, who died a few weeks ago, you know. And he had yeah. asked his family, he asked his family not to donate his brain to CTE research. And then and there's an article here that says his brain won't be donated. And then there's an article here that says his brain will be donated. So some, some sort of influencer got to the family, apparently. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But you know, uh, there's a movement out there that they want to get rid of football. And I think it's doctor, part of whole, I don't, I don't doctor, think it has anything to do with CTE. I think it doctor, has to do with wanting to. I think it wants to. What are you trying to? What? I, it wants to. They want to emasculate. Well, I'm going to get political there, but they want to emasculate the um, American. Just go into it. People don't have to listen. No, no, doctor, you're saying doctor, arm. doctor. No, I don't know what the hell you're doctor. talking about. Soccer. He's soccer. The soccer strong Soccer. Arm. We're being oh, out, I thought you said we're doctor. Being, okay, we're being uh, <laughs> we're being bullied socially by by fucking soccer people. Pathetic, yes. pathetic. Be men, you fucking pussies. Yep. So, I think it's sad that the family capitulated against his wishes and, and they're now donating his uh, his brain there. Well, this, this, well, this is, is where we were ta- this is the topic we were talking about before the podcast started. So, this is why it's fresh in our heads, just for the just for the four and a half listeners out there. <laughs> no, believe it or not, well, um, I've said this publicly a couple times that you know the the hardcore husky in terms of traffic numbers is down to like 2014 maybe 2015 numbers um but the podcast is actually steadily slowly but steadily uh, uh gaining uh, traffic in, uh, numbers and then you know we're doing an episode semi regularly but it's not like we're weekly but it's about every 3 weeks or so so but, yeah i know uh, i know of at least uh I know of at least one guy I've never met that uh, become obviously he's listening to the podcast, and he's. I'm sorry. Sorry to say that again. Bucko. I said I know of at least one guy that's obviously listening to our podcast and stealing our shit, Bucko. <laughs> So it's weird. There's I like no, a, I have no, a. I have no way of. I have no way of proving it, but just a, uh, just a gut feeling. Okay, you want to go into that more? No. Nope. Are you talking? Are you talking about machine from eight millimeter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, well, I'm now that guy in the crowd with everybody doing the uh, tomahawk chop, and I'm looking around in the sky not knowing what's going on. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 uh, uh, I can text it to you right send, now. <laughs> send me a link. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I remember uh, when I was a teenager and – I was down in Nevada, and my cousin Marine got married against the family's wishes, and she was living way out in, uh, what was the name of that town, Sparks? Sparks, Nevada, I think. And my cousin Mark and I weren't allowed to go visit her, but we went out there anyways. And uh, we were, uh, and I was like about 14 at the time, so he was about 17, I think. And we're riding around in his car, and the radiator is like, we have to keep pouring water into the radiator, and then we drive a little ways, and then it would count out, and we'd have to get more water. And uh, that's how this episode right now is feeling. <laughs> we're not, feels like we're kind of gasping towards the finish line here. <laughs> so do we, have, Man, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, I just saw... Uh, I just saw an Ava Longoria commercial on while I'm watching the U.S. Open. She's so fucking hot. <laughs> well, really? <laughs> She's still smoking hot. <laughs> All right, I'm doing a Google. 
I got distracted, man. <laughs> oh, she's not bad. Why did I think that she was not? Why did I think she didn't? Know? I, I didn't even. I knew the name, but I didn't know. Didn't know what she looked like. Oh my, she's smoking. Wow. <laughs> See, we're, Joey, we're, I take we're it back. Lifting, we're, we're lifting everybody's spirits now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shout outs are going to include what? Uh, the knowledge, Eva Lagoria. <laughs> yeah. Wow, she's 44 years old, too. That's it? Man. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Where is she originally from? Was she like a Housewives of New Jersey type of thing? Or why do I have a bad opinion of her when I don't know her? No, it was Desperate Housewives. It was an actual, like, I don't know, dra- drama, whatever, ABC drama. Was she married to a baseball player or something? She was married to Tony Parker, I think, the basketball player. Oh, I think yeah, that's right. Okay, I well, know this is really Evan gripping Long- podcast, but there's Evan Longoria, baseball player, but I, I don't think they're related. <laughs> there could be. I don't, I don't know. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Okay, well, anything else? Uh, it's yeah, da- da- David Batts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember he was given uh, without without googling. I remember he was so he was Sark's first class, and he was given. Uh, remember, they retired Curtis Williams's jersey. And then they brought it out like it was going to be some special jersey worn by a safety or something. And they gave it to him, and I think he promptly, like, stole a car or something and then got kicked out of school. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think he – I don't think he played it down. He may have played, like, the – he may have played one game or – he might might never have played it down, but, yeah, that's – well, you know, there was That's about 15 can... minutes there where I was I was actually excited about what what bats might do. I, yeah, because he he had some uh, he had some kind of uh, you know hype going around him, like oh, this is a good you know this is a good player from a JC college. I could you know obviously fill in right away for Tripper Johnson, uh, the the big loss of Tripper Johnson. <laughs> And we have breaking news here from Hardcore Husky from the main boards. Uh, Baseman's breaking the news, and he's got video footage of uh, in Los Angeles, and there's an LAPD cruiser, and there's a naked man dancing on the roof of the cruiser. Baseman is uh, Baseman is speculating that that's Purple J, aka Corona Bruin. So <laughs> slow day on the boards. <laughs> Very. <laughs> so, and even though I said like a few minutes ago that we're down to 2014 or 2015 numbers in terms of traffic um, on the boards and things have slowed down in that regard. And on the other hand, though, I'm actually, I'm I'm also amazed that so many people are showing up when this program is basically just dead in the water. So. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm going over the questions on the board. Oh yeah, that's right. Thank you. When when will Cohen be fired? We already went over. <laughs> Are we doomed until she is? Likely. It's right? only. Well, how close is she to retirement? Twenty-two years or something. Yeah. Jen Cohen age. Uh, that's a different Jen Cohen. Okay. So Jen Cohen is about 53 years old, so 
Another another twelve years of purgatory, maybe. Yeah. How are the hips and thighs of the current recruiting recruiting class looking? Bulging or no? Willie, <laughs> <laughs> did Willie Duke disappear? Willie, are you there? No, I'm here. He's, he's yeah, okay. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I uh I could say a word that starts with an E, but I just got on people about ripping us off, so I don't want to do that. Uh, uh actually I could say exquisite and then shout out the uh T S I O podcast. There. Okay. <laughs> See how See how easy that is? Let's uh, see here. Does Hop get another year after a sixth-place finish? Yeah, he'll forever be the basketball coach until he dies. Yeah, I mean, what was uh, – uh, so they came on kind of strong at the end last year, but they didn't do any they – didn't, they didn't even make an NIT, right? No. They didn't even make the thing that's behind the NIT. CBI. Yeah, the, the, the guy behind the guy. <laughs> uh, uh, and then what? Weren't they like four and twenty-five or four in eternity the year before? Yep, that sounds about right. But if she does go to try to fire him, he'll just get on the floor and start showing her how he can do sit-ups without breathing or something, and. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what would it take for him to get shit canned at this point? It would have to be like uh, we used to always say, Larry and the late Larry and I used to always just pray that Sark would get caught sending a dick pic to a co-ed or something. That's about it, right? We need it. We How need a Pat Hayden for basketball. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we need to. Uh, we need him to quote unquote separate a player from another player. <laughs> um, Rodman's Rage is working on a new mixtape. Terrifying. Or Dog wants to know where to send his money. You can send it to <laughs> Hardcore Husky. Is that the same war okay. dog from uh, from Duke Man? Uh huh. Is it? Yep. Shout out to Or Dog. Always liked Or Dog. So he's been with us since July 2019 with 263 uh, posts, uh, 293 posts, and uh, he's well, visited 3,000. He's visited 3,829 times since July 2019. Well, he'll have to uh, he'll have to give us a story on why or if he even left Duke, man. So, if he hasn't done it already. Well, we have lurkers, you know. There's one guy that used to uh, post and lurk, and uh, I think he just lurks now. And that's who's the guy that moves the goalposts that we always make fun of. Move the goalposts. Yeah, we've been we've been teasing him for fifteen years about how he'll make one prediction, but then as soon as reality starts to set in, he'll move the goalposts back ten feet or whatever and change his prediction. The Q on to reality. Say it again. Q and on common. I have no idea what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> no Q and on common. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, I'll I'll probably remember it as soon as we uh, conclude the show here. But Canada dog, Bobby Auburn Auburn dog. Oh, Auburn dog. Oh, okay. he used to post on here and lurk, and now he just lurks. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, he used to ruffle the feathers of uh, 
I think he used to troll like Coog fan or something like that too. That was always pretty amusing. Well, I always enjoyed it when he came <laughs> over. He was pretty good. Yeah. You don't uh, know if you would not shaman. You, you, you know, you'll need to include that in the post-show notes that you're going to text me because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So You're going to know exactly who it is. Okay, well. He's off the board. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that uh, QAnon went away as soon as the light kid was over. Uh, you'll know exactly who it is. He's from the most infamous day in uh, American history. So, so I'm told. So I'm told. Uh, we just no, eliminated a whole shitload of people. <laughs> Uh, I got better. I got better things to do, like like uh, build shit. There, I'll I'll say that. <laughs> I'm looking at this article. It says Jennifer Cohen's unlikely path to the top of college sports, and then it talks about how they doubled their salary because they wanted to show her how much they meant to her. She meant to them. The top of college sports is a generous description of being athletic director of Washington. I've I've heard there was a war on women, though. Um, <laughs> obvious conflicting reports here. Uh, no, this is a disgusting article. This is, we're not we're not doing a very good show now at this point, so we should we? wrap her up, but. <laughs> Are we beating Michigan State? Yes, and I'll tell you why. I won't be there. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> uh, my my buddy, my buddy who uh, who went to uh, the UCLA game with us and and did nothing but heckle Chip Kelly the whole entire time because he's a Forty Nine er fan. So he got me. Uh, he got me. Ticket and you know, plane flight and potentially some seedy hotel we got to stay in and and we're going to uh, the Seahawks Forty Nine er game that you know the the day after so and we're flying out that Saturday morning and uh, kind of my bad I I I thought it was uh, I thought that Michigan State game was. Uh, the week the week before, but uh, the eight it's what the eighteenth seventeenth of September. I, I can't remember. Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. So there's a chance yeah. you'll be podcasting from some seedy hotel in Pasadena. Yes. <laughs> no, well, that'll no, be fun. Seedy hotel in uh, like San Jose or Santa Clara or whatever. Or San Jose. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I thought you yeah. said UCLA. Didn't you say UCLA? Uh, no, we brought him to the UCLA game this year, this last year. Oh, I'm and sorry. He, and he heckled Chip Kelly the whole, the whole time. I'm not tracking there. Yeah, you said that. So yeah, because he he thinks he was like a worthless worthless NFL coach or whatever. Yeah, I tried to well, explain to him. I, I tried to explain to him. I said, well, he you know he just had to hammer a check. He you know. Because uh, he was banned from like college football for five years, which is scrubbed from the internet. That story or whatever. Um, I think which is why he went to the Eagles in the first place. So, I've never heard of that. Are you are you serious? Yeah, he had like a he had like a five year like uh, he had like a five year. I don't know, probation or ban or whatever from college football. But he had, uh, he basically had to go take the Eagles' job. It, it's, well, something we, okay. it's, not, it's something Wooly Duke and I have lamented about a, a lot is like, how does nobody ever talk about that? Like he, he so it says, coached, it says 18 months. Oh, it was all eight. It was eighteen months. 
according to this article that I'm looking at from a Philadelphia website and was talking about NCAA levying sanctions against Oregon, and the recruiting violations between 2008 and 2011, and part of that prevented Chip Kelly from returning to the Ducks or college football for 18 months of the penalty. Yeah, how, how much media coverage was there? The fact that I don't even remember that tells you a lot. So, you, you ever you ever heard of the book University of Nike? Yeah, I have. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. I mean, yeah. Imagine if uh, imagine if uh, Oregon had a newspaper like the Seattle Times in their, you know, in their city. Ah, but they don't. They don't. You you have a book written by a guy that no one will ever ever speak of, uh, which is it's a hor it's a real horrible uh, horrible look for that for that program. Well, and you remember how the Seattle Times had the victory in ruins, and it was a four days of just. Stuff to make it seem like we were the University of Oklahoma circa 1985 or something. Sure. Sure. It, I mean, it's, it was no. just beating a, it's just beating a dead horse. It, you know, we get it. You, you don't like football. You love, you love the sound. We, we fucking get it. Fuck off. Jesus. Yeah, but Billy Joe Humbert drove a, <laughs> drove a Camaro. <laughs> what was the coach of the sound? What, what was the name of the Sounders coach? Was it Wilfie? If my dad hated, like, ah, they got this oh. fucking guy named Wilfie or fucking Farid Ziggy. or something. Ziggy, <laughs> and they act like this guy's fucking like fucking uh, fucking Bear Bryant or some shit. He's just this fucking old dork, <laughs> Ziggy or Wilfie or. Fucking dorky or something. I'm like, uh, I didn't live here, so I didn't get subjected to it. He's like, ah, on the fucking news, they're always like, oh, and Wilfie was fucking out in the field farting. Some guy accidentally ran into a ball and it, fa- it bounced into the bounced into the net, and they're like, oh, Wilfie fucking did that. So yeah, they want they want Ziggy and a bunch of weird fucking Europeans and. Fucking guys who didn't like who no one wanted to hang out with in high school uh, who play soccer uh, to take over. Uh, that's the ultimate goal. They don't want Billy Joe Humbert with his Camaro taking a loan. Uh, <laughs> as bad as you know, as bad as it was that the Seattle Times, you know, did the victory ruin stuff. It's like the shitty thing about that is like that was like twenty times. What they what happened there was like twenty five times worse than what happened in the Don James era where it's like, I've read oh, the book. You bet. Yeah. It's like, I read the book from the early nineties, which I love. I'm like, I love people every once in a while on Twitter or something. You'll have people who pop up and like, ah, well, Don James and Washington got like busted for like heating. It's like, it's all out there. It's public, public information to read what they actually got busted for. And it's ridiculous. Like it's, uh, that's the best part. I mean, yeah, the the 2000 team was way worse than what they actually got in trouble for, uh, you know, program-wise. Yep. The, the, the Billy Joel Hobart thing was, uh, was a loan. Um, you know, uh, the late Herb Mead had lent out his work truck to Dennis Brown, and Dennis Brown got arrested for a DUI in the university district driving that truck. Um, you know, there were fruit baskets given to recruits at, uh, when they were visiting. Um, and then they bring up the Danaka Smith, uh, selling cocaine out of the uh, shell house. Um, but the, most, most of that though had nothing to do with what officially brought the penalties. And it was, uh, and they, you know, they, they gutted the program. That's all old hat too. So I don't, you know, don't want to go down that whole path, but God, that took me years to get over. 
But then, I, well, but then you know, you, you you peel back the onion far enough, and you go to see that so much of that was self-inflicted, and it was actually just the the petty and juvenile dealings of the athletic department and upper campus that really brought it, brought it down. And if we had any sort of a, a spine at all, and uh, and uh, and a pride in the football program, we could have weathered all that. But uh, they didn't want that, so. So, uh, anyways, I, uh, I think we're about I we did, can wrap it up. We're really not doing much here. <laughs> I did. I did promise. Uh, I promised a Ruth Robbins story on the board. Oh, okay. A couple weeks. Uh, yeah. I, um. So I uh, used to have like basically a uh, a lady I used to see at work, um, and she uh, knew. Remember Kavari Russell? He was uh, he was from I think Mariner High School. He's a cornerback, and he ended up going to Notre Dame, probably ten years ago. Hmm. Uh, so, um, he really uh, so she her son was like his best friend, or she had like maybe she was like a godmother. I can't remember the specifics, but her 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 kid was close to his and I was like I was like so why did he I was like why did he not uh you know why did he not want to go to UW and and she was like you know uh he really liked the business school at Notre Dame like that's what he wants to get is a business degree and uh I'm like well they have the foster school of business she's like yeah but you know there was just something about the you know the recruiting that 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 was bothering him, you know. There was some lady that that was like continued to harass him. That was like, a, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm already thinking, I'm already thinking like, oh, oh no, and, and and I was like, I was like, did this lady not actually work for the school, but maybe claim that she kind of did? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Yeah, it was it was something exactly like that. I was like, oh god, <laughs> like so. I think she, uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to bring up her name or whatever, you know. But yeah, I was like, ah, I think I know exactly. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yep, out of Everett, Washington, and there's all these pictures of him in NFL uniforms here. Well, I think he, uh, I think he ended up leaving school early, so I'm not sure about that business degree he got. Well, he's with the Green Bay and the Giants and the Bengals and the Chiefs. So yeah, out of Everett, Washington, someone that never should have left, but okay. And I, I barely remember the name, but yeah. Well, Sark, Sark missed out on that one. So, which is probably why he, uh, which is probably why he, I think he hated Ruth and, you know, he liked, you know, the Duke man guys. So. Well, allegedly, allegedly didn't like Ruth. Pretty sure he didn't, right? Well, and then they started clamping. It was right when Sark arrived when they really started clamping down on my articles and either heavily editing them or not running them at all because they were too critical. (laughs) And, uh, and then they were, you know, talking about how, well, Fetters needs his access and, Oh, I see. Okay. So, but that's what made everybody so upset when Kim came out with that notorious post and said, you guys have no idea the damage Tyro did to the program. (laughs) It was like, why didn't you report it yeah. then? <laughs> well, I do oh, remember. Okay. I do remember uh, maybe either a radio interview or an article or something where Sark was saying, um, like a direct quote, like, you know, like the first couple months, you know, he got here and, you know, his players were like basically not even wearing, you know, um, yeah, clothing like UW clothing. Like they were embarrassed to wear the clothing. He was just like, "Yep, 
You know, it was one of the best things Sark, you know, I, I, Sark was like, you wear this, you know, you wear this fucking sweatshirt and this hat and you'd be proud of your, Thank you, know, you for listening to the Hardcore Husky like, okay, Podcast. This okay, show is copyright and material. I, I, in other cool. words, like stop plagiarizing shit, our shit, fuckos. So please tell a well, friend well, and rate us five stars That's all fine, but wouldn't anybody do that? It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Uh, and, yeah, I guess. And come join our fun at yeah. over so, at you know, hardcorehusky.com. I mean, it's a moot point now. We've you know, got I mean, Husky it's football, like, Yellow Snow's record it, show, yeah, but you never, and our notorious you never hear Tug them, Tavern, you know, which is really which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level of cyber... Peyote. Peyote. Come join kind of Swain's Wigwam. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because, you know, <laughs> Swain's Wigwam, way. yeah. Swain's yeah. Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. Well, sure. I mean, uh, Nacho and his brother, they uh, they showed up at We're talking one or maybe two games uh, wearing uh, bags over their the heads. So during Tyrone's last Come year. Come join the fun. <laughs> <laughs> After he did that one. But. And I think they got on... They were either the lead photo in the Seattle Times or Dogman or something. I can't remember. But all right, guys, well, we're we're our show's going nowhere, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. So, Willie, are you still alive? <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> So, all right, well, good, uh, good chatting with you guys. I'll uh, get this edited and put up. We'll throw in the Deacon Jones thing there, and uh, then we'll we'll talk again in another two, three weeks. Oh yeah, sounds good. So, all right, talk to you guys later. Yeah, all right. Yeah, hey, bye bye.